and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance. My guest today is Michael Zapersky. He is the CEO of ConsultingSuccess.com and an expert in working with consultants to help them create marketing systems that consistently attract their ideal clients and significantly increase their fees. And so any of you who have been listening to this show for any length of time at all, You'll know that uh, that Michael and I share some of the same ideas. <laughs> Welcome, Michael. Hey, thanks so much, John. Pleasure to be with you. So I've been saying the the the, the term marketing system and ideal client probably for over a decade, and uh, and I think it's finally starting to sink in. Yeah, those are uh, very important uh, aspects of this business. That's for sure. So it's really um, probably one of the easiest jobs in the world right now is to call yourself a consultant. Um, it uh, it actually. A few years back, it was you know coaching was was kind of the the buzzword now, but now everyone's a consultant. So, mm-hmm. how do you if if you're in fact indeed called to that uh, line of work, uh, how do you stand out? How do you not be the one of these people I'm labeling as? It's easy to call yourself a consultant. Yeah, it's a great question. I think the, the first thing is you know really to to be clear on the value that you are providing to the marketplace. A lot of people can call themselves, you know, really whatever they want. And so, as you said before, it was the coach. Uh, now it's the consultant and really it's, it's just a name, but it's what goes behind that. So for people that are consultants or really want to, to make an impact uh, and to serve the marketplace in a meaningful way, it's really about establishing value, you know, figuring out who your ideal clients are uh, and then, ideally you really have some track record behind that or you get up and running quickly and you're able to really help that uh, that ideal client, that buyer, to see a result from the work that you do with them. Uh, and then that's that becomes a basis for you to to build your business on. Yeah, you know, as I mentioned, I've been saying this word ideal client. And, and the reality is when somebody's just getting started, I mean, they might have an idea of who mm-hmm. their ideal client is, but they don't really know until they get out there and start experimenting and working with people. So, I mean, how, how do you, I get this question all the time, you know, how do you just get out there and start? Sure. Uh, the first thing I always recommend to my clients is to, you know, not be afraid of being specific, right? That one of the reasons why people tend to go much wider than they, than they should when they're starting their consulting businesses is because they have a fear that, uh, focusing in too much on an ideal client or on a specific segment of the market uh, will eliminate a lot of opportunities for them to get business from the general market. Right. Uh, and that, I think, can be really detrimental to consultants, especially when they're starting their business, because, as you said, the marketplace is now filled with everyone calling themselves consultants. And even at the, the larger level, there's just so much competition uh, in the global marketplace. And so really being an expert, really positioning yourself as a specialist uh, is you know the most effective approach. And that can change as... Your bills, uh, your business grows, but for people who really want, you know, are focused on uh, attracting more clients, that's really critical. The, the most recent, uh, you know, survey results that I saw that came out from from Hinge really specified that, you know, about 80% of, of buyers that are looking for for experts or pure consultants, uh, you know, they're looking for someone that's actually that can help them with a specific problem that they have. They're not looking for for generalists. Most buyers of consulting services have teams or staff that 
are generalists, and so if, if they could solve their problem in-house, they would, but they can't, and that's why they're going out and looking for an expert. So the first thing, I think, is really to understand that you do want to be specific um, and not be afraid to, um, you know, to, to really position yourself as a specialist, as an expert. With that in mind, then the next thing uh, is to, to go deeper, uh, to look at, let's just say, you know, maybe you start off and said, well, I can help pharmaceutical companies. That's a great start. But is there a specific segment within that that you have, let's say, more experience serving or that you have a track record of results or that you believe the marketplace right now has a greater need? And so, you know, consultants really want to explore these different areas. And so rather than just saying, well, I can help this group of people, why can you help that group of people? And is, maybe is there a sub-segment of that market that, that you can help even better? Um, and so you want to look at your experience. You want to look at where you provide value, where you've had results, uh, you know, the, any trends in the marketplace. Uh, and by exploring those, you can often find some kind of hidden markets or areas that are riper for you to, uh, you know, to work in. What do you think about this idea? You know, I work with a lot of consultants. I train uh, consultants as you do in the, the duct tape marketing mm -hmm. consultant network. And, you know, a lot of times people are very attracted to this idea of being the, you know, comprehensive marketing consulting, you know, guru for their market. But the reality is they haven't ever done that <laughs> for anyone. And, right. but, but they know how to do social media or they know how to do a website. I mean, do you recommend that people, you know, maybe start dipping their toe in the water by doing small projects like that for, uh, you know, for some segment of the market before they go out there and say, yes, I can do it all? Yes. I mean, I think that really um, trying to be more than you are uh, is not a good strategy these days. I mean, when you're, if you're just getting started, there can be something, you know, to be said for trying to take on maybe a little bit of a bigger project than you think that you can handle yeah. uh, or winning that larger client, right? You know, we, we all need to hustle when we're getting our businesses started. I mean, John, I'm sure, you know, you remember those days. I certainly do. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. But saying that, you, that you're an expert at everything, you know, being that, that jack or jill of all trades really leaves you as a master of, of none, as the saying goes. Um, and so, yeah, I see much greater opportunity for people to really hone in and, and rather than say, yeah, I can do everything in marketing. Well, that's great, but so can everyone else. And so within that, what area can you provide the greatest value? If it's within social media, well, okay, that's a good start. Now within social media though, who can you best help? What types of companies uh, and how can you help them in social media? I mean, social media by itself is a very large field. Is it, are you helping them with engagement? Are you helping, uh, managing their reputation? Uh, are you helping to try and drive leads or conversions? Uh, what is it that you can specifically do? Uh, and then look for opportunities within that. What types of businesses would need those services? Um, and that's a much better place to get started because it, when you find the need in the marketplace and you're an expert in solving that specific need or helping to someone to achieve the result that they want, you can get much faster results than just trying to say, well, I'm another social media agency or I'm just another marketing uh, consultant that can help you in all different types of marketing. Yeah, that whole social media thing worked for a while. Then, then Twitter came out with instructions on how to tweet, and that you know it killed <laughs> killed the whole deal for a whole industry, didn't it? Um, so, when you're selling a service, and particularly something as you know maybe hard to define as consulting, do you have to attract leads in, in maybe a different way than if you were selling a, a SaaS you know software platform? great question. Uh, the, the basics are the same, right? The basics of, I would say, any business in terms of how you're going about 
to to attract people are the same, right? You you still want to have a strong value proposition. You want to have marketing messaging that that attracts your ideal clients. You know, you want to get their attention, uh, typically by focusing on a pain point or a problem that they're having, uh, or sometimes even a result that they're also after. Uh, but beyond that, the way that you would actually then go to attract those clients would be different. So. If you're a consultant and you're selling to corporate buyers, you're not going to go and just place banner ads all over the web hoping that you know, you're going to pick up a, a fifty dollars or $100,000 consulting client uh, with that method. So the approach will certainly be different, but going through the process of you know, getting clarity around who your ideal client is, making sure that your value proposition aligns with what they care most about, that part of the foundation, as I call it, uh, is often very much the same, but the specifics of, of how you approach them, what type of marketing uh, is going to be the most effective to actually get their attention and to, and to pull them in uh, will be different depending on the industry. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one thing to spend $79 on a service uh, or platform that you hope will help you grow social media or something, but obviously if you're going to bring somebody in, you're going to reveal all of the dirty secrets in your business. I mean, there's, there's that, that level of trust, I think, has to be so much higher, doesn't it? It does. I mean, the the consulting business is still a business based on relationships. Um, it's still, you know, amazing at the opportunities that so many consultants leave on the table because they try and run their consulting businesses uh, just through technology. And while technology is great, it doesn't replace having a, a meaningful conversation with a buyer. If we work backwards from how you actually win a consulting project, at some point in that process, you actually have to have a conversation right. with that buyer. Um, and so just only trying to send emails or only, you know, working through social media, while it can work for some and a lot of, uh, you know, kind of quote unquote gurus out there might like to talk about some new system they have for just, you know, generating leads through Twitter or Pinterest or whatever it might be. If you're really going after, um, you know, an executive of a large company uh, or a corporate buyer, which is, you know, really the business that, that I'm uh, focused in helping consultants in that area, you, you often need to move off of those technology platforms uh, and in many cases as quickly as you can to actually have a meeting or have a phone call and engage that buyer in a conversation. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I mean, those platforms are still vitally, vitally important because, I mean, you know, if my best friend Joe says, oh, no, you need to hire Michael, you know, first thing I'm going to do is go look on LinkedIn or go look at your website and, and go sure. you know, see if if you're for real. So you've got to have both of those, but you're absolutely right. I mean, you, you have to also then be able to demonstrate what it's going to be like to work with you. And probably the only way to do that is, is maybe face-to-face -face or over the phone or over a webinar. Exactly. So, so let's talk a little bit about money. Um, this is a, a, a one, one that I think, I think is changing. It's definitely changing over the last 10 years. Uh, consultants used to sell their time, you know, so much for our, for mm -hmm. you know, design or for, you know, this kind of work. And, and I see a, a real move towards just selling based on retainers or fees or on a deliverable. Um, how do, you know, how do you fall on, you know, how, how to best kind of price your services uh, value, you know, versus time? Yeah. Uh, so our, you know, hourly fees or a model based on hourly uh, is archaic and you know in some industries it can it can still work um, if people are running let's say a consulting firm with uh, you know many associates and staff that model can still work I mean I know many people who run based on hourly fees and they do millions of, of dollars in, in billings annually and that's fine but for the independent consultant or the small consulting firm there is a much better way uh, John you know you talked about retainers uh, retainers can be can be a good one 
having projects really based on um, or on the overall project and have your fees structured that way is good. But I really like to recommend that consultants, you know, look at the value that they're creating, uh, look at the the ROI and the results that they're enabling their clients to to receive. What I mean by that is if you're going in, I was just speaking uh, before we we jumped on this call here, John, uh, with a client of mine who's in the educational, the higher education space, and you know she's been going out there selling her services for about ten thousand um, dollars, and that is fine, you know, the way that it is. But when we just start to go through a conversation around you know the value that she's creating for her clients and the type of results that they're able to see, it became very clear very quick that she could be char- charging thirty-five or forty thousand um, dollars, you know doing the exact same amount of work, but just if she learns how to communicate greater value around what she's doing. And that's one area that I see a lot of consultants, uh, you know, room that, that they have room for improvement is learning how to communicate greater value so that their buyer uh, and client isn't just focused on cost and isn't just focused on deliverable or time or what they're actually going to be doing, but more on the actual results that they're going to be enabling that client to, uh, to see. Yeah, and I love that approach too, because I think it does two things. First off, if you're really focused on discovering the value that you bring, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. all of a sudden when somebody says, Well, gosh, that seems expensive, I and mean, you don't look down at your shoes anymore, you know. I mean you're 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 very confident uh, of what you can deliver, and that I think gives you a better posture in in charging more, uh, in charging a premium. But I think it also changes the sales conversation to one and and you know, marketing is a great example because you know, a lot of marketing is seen is seen by people as a cost, and if mm-hmm. you can start changing the conversation to being about an investment that is going to return X, all of a sudden uh, it really, in some ways, doesn't matter what it costs as long as the returns there. That's exactly right. You know, when you can learn how to take control of that conversation with the you know with the buyer with the client and really guide them so that they understand the risks the potential benefits, the opportunity, then the question and the conversation isn't any more about cost. It really becomes one of investment. And so if the client and buyer can see that they stand to gain significantly more by hiring you uh, or that they're going to have peace of mind and they're going to be able to avoid these potential risks or whatever it might be, then it's not about a cost. It's about what they stand to to gain uh, from that. And certainly, you know, that's where I've seen uh, significant growth opportunities for consultants is by learning how to make that shift of one where it's no longer about just hours or what they're doing, but really about the results uh, that they're enabling their, their clients to, to see through that process. And so communicating value, I think, is, uh, is vitally important. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up that idea of questions, too, because I think a lot of times we make assumptions as consultants slash salespeople when we're out there trying to get a deal. I think a lot of times we make assumptions about what a client values. And I I remember learning kind of a hard lesson uh, one time. Uh, I had a client, I knew that I could uh, get them all kinds of results. And so I was pitching increased revenue, increased revenue, increased this, and, and I didn't get the work. And I found out later that what the client really wanted, they were okay with their revenue. They were okay with their growth, but they wanted more control. The owner wanted more of his time back. Right. And had mm-hmm. I had I really probed and asked those hard questions about what they really wanted as a result, you know, I could have easily delivered that or, or at least spoken to that. And I think that a lot of times when we're just trying to sell a deal, sometimes we don't ask those hard questions. Yeah, I think that's a really great point, John. And I often like to say that, you know, even though we call it a sales conversation or it's, it's called sales, 
the idea and the way that most people think about sales, kind of like, you know, typical used car salesperson, and that's not what we're in the business of doing. As, as consultants, we can't twist the arm of our, you know, buyers or clients to make a decision. That, that's, that's not in our power. All we can do is engage them in a meaningful conversation where we can explore with them, ask them the right questions to really understand what they care most about, what what they value, what their challenges are, what their problems are, what opportunities do they see. And there are, there's, you know, about 15 specific questions that I like to uh, recommend the consultants ask. But regardless, you know, what's important is that you have the right questions, that you can gain the right information, identify all of that, because that then is what you're able to use in your conversation. So, you know, your story there was, was such a good one, John, because if you would have known that, you could have focused your conversation right more about what they actually cared about and certainly would have had a much greater chance of winning the business. Well, and, and, and in doing the business, would have known what to measure. Exactly. <laughs> Which I think is another uh, key. I, I've always felt, uh, you know, experience tell, is a good teacher um, of this, that, you know, anybody I had to convince to buy from me typically would, did, did not end up being a good client. Um, do you, on consulting, it's easy for me to say, on consultingsuccess.com, do you have some, some of the resources uh, uh, that you want to share that, uh, that we've talked about today? Yeah, certainly. I mean, we have uh, over 900 articles, uh, many guides and other materials. So, yeah, if you want to visit consultingsuccess.com, uh, they can access all of that. It's freely available. So let's, uh, let's uh, end up today talking uh, a little bit about uh, some of your favorite marketing tactics for consultants. Probably my number one, the way I built my entire practice uh, when I was a solopreneur, solo consultant, was just getting in front of groups and giving a, a nice edu- free educational talk. So I'm a right. big, huge fan of that kind of speaking for leads uh, kind of approach. So you want to talk about mm-hmm. some, of, some of your favorites? Sure. I mean, yeah, that, that certainly is a great one. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of opportunities for people still to learn how to use LinkedIn more effectively as a great platform to connect with, with B2B buyers. Um, there's still something to be said for direct mail yeah. um, done correctly. You know, everyone's sending emails. Well, it's a lot easier just to, to hit spam or delete to an email or, you know, to start for later. But uh, getting something in the mail can still be very powerful. Um, and then, you know, targeted online marketing. So, again, we're not talking about doing a large, let's say, uh, very general blast or a bunch of banner ads, but whether it's on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, uh, we've worked with many clients to dial those platforms in, uh, you know, very specifically where you can target your ads uh, and not even necessarily to to get people to click on an ad and then, you know, sign up for something, but just even to build your authority, to gain greater exposure in the marketplace. Uh, some of these platforms used the right way can be very powerful in helping you to uh, to do that. So I, I would just, you know, explore some of those. Yeah, so let's uh, jump back to that uh, that idea of uh, using LinkedIn, because I think that that's, uh, that's probably one of the most either underutilized or incorrectly utilized, maybe is a better mm-hmm. term for it, uh, platforms. And I think uh, uh, I think there is some tremendous opportunity to, especially, I mean, you think about a lot of consultants. I mean, what do they need? Eight, 10 clients, maybe at the most, uh, to, mm-hmm. to really drill down and, and have some meaningful conversations with people in that platform, almost in a one-to-one. And I see a lot of missed opportunity there. Yeah, definitely. What about cold emailing? <laughs> 
So, and by that, I mean, you know, you can mine some of those networks and you can find uh, people's email addresses. You know, is, is there a place for, you know, what we used to call cold calling, I guess, is there a place for that uh, in, in the consultant world? So there is, but before I just talk a little bit more about that, John, I want to say one thing, which is I, I really believe that uh, a lot of consultants are, are being led the wrong, in the wrong direction right now, where they jump on to, you know, whatever's hot or whatever's trendy in terms of the marketing tactic. And there, there really is no best marketing tactic because what matters most is finding out, again, you know, who your ideal clients are and then figuring out which marketing tactic is going to be the right fit that's going to leverage your strengths and put you in front of your ideal clients in the most powerful and relevant way that will resonate with them. For some consultants, that's going to be doing you know, white papers. For others, it's going to be giving talks. For others, it's going to be doing online marketing. Uh, for others, it'll be LinkedIn and so forth. So you know, with, with that said, there is no right or wrong, but it's about going through a, some sort of a process to figure out what is the right type of marketing. Yeah. Now back to your question. So cold emailing, um, you know, really I, I call that prospecting. Yeah. Um, and there are many people out there that uh, have used prospecting, sending very targeted uh, emails to buyers who you don't have a relationship with uh, and have seen great results from it. Doing that, though, just in and of itself with nothing else going on, um, I think can, can certainly uh, you know, be an uphill battle. Uh, a lot of the consultants that I've worked with who have just tried only cold emailing uh, and nothing else, uh, you know, have seen okay results with it. But it's really when you start adding other things to the mix and making it more of a campaign where you're also integrating and including things like picking up the phone, right? We, right. we still, <laughs> the phone can still work or, uh, or sending uh, some valuable information uh, in uh, through the postal mail um, or, you know, offering to do a presentation or a webinar and mixing these channels together so that you're able to get in front of your ideal clients in many different ways, uh, that's really when you start seeing greater results. Yeah, and I think that's that's absolutely true. I mean, I, you know, people talk about advertising not being that effective in certain uh, ways. And I think a lot of it's because you know, they're just trying to do the one thing, you know, run an ad, get a purchase. And, and it really mm-hmm. is really is a combination of these things to kind of guide people down the path of, of you know, understanding what it is that you do and, and the value you bring. So so I guess I'm uh, that uh, hashtag campaign on Instagram. I'm just going to have to put that on the shelf. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> well, you know, what's interesting, John, about, about that, you know, when you mentioned advertising is that Oftentimes, you know, consultants will go into advertising. They'll put an ad wherever it might be. Let's just say it's on LinkedIn or, in your case, Instagram. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll try and generate some results from it. And they might not, you know, they might spend $500, $1,000, and they don't see, they don't land a client. And so they judge that campaign to, to be a failure. But that really uh, is not looking at the full picture because for most consultants, uh, the value of one new client is significantly more, right? We're talking tens of thousands right. and in some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars. So if you you know run a campaign and you spend $600 and you don't land a client, it doesn't mean the campaign was a success. What if you ran that cam- campaign a little bit longer uh, and you ended up spending two or $3,000, but you still landed a $20,000 client? Would it be a success? Well, of course it would. So we want to look at the other benefits that come from our promotions um, and making sure that our promotions are still, you know, in a way that give value to the market. 
so that regardless of what we're doing, we're gaining greater exposure. Uh, there's more kind of authority building, credibility. Our name is getting out there more. We're getting in front of our ideal clients. We're now on their radar. Uh, and as long as you have the right message and you're targeting the right clients, um, you're working that process. And so it won't just be an ad. Hopefully, you'll have another strategy that, that's supporting that. But putting all all together, uh, I would just you know caution and recommend to consultants that are listening to this not to give up so early and to look at the bigger picture of their marketing as well. Amen. Speaking with Michael Zapersky, the CEO of ConsultingSuccess.com. So, Michael, thanks for joining me, and hopefully we'll bump into you out there on the road. I'm sure we will. Thanks so much, John.